Good morning. Morning, Mike. Morning, David. Ready? Start with the uh, COVID update, just as far as who's available, if anyone else went on the list, where you stand there. Um, uh, we only have one person out. It's our, it's our tight end coach, and actually, I think he's um, he's testing today, so he, he may be um, maybe back today, or maybe as early as early today, or maybe tomorrow. So, other than that, we're one hundred percent. Also, from the, the the conditioning test you did on these guys coming back, are they all at a a pretty good conditioning level, or did it hit a, a few of the players a little, little harder than the others? Just in general, where you stand there? Well, I, I think that's something that you know we'll go through today and tomorrow. You know, um, and that's something that we discussed in our in our medical meeting this morning. So, uh, you know, we have the reps laid out accordingly. So, uh, you know, I don't have a percentage for you, but we're definitely cognizant of it. Just to be clear, so Micah and Tyron, everybody that was out last week with COVID are back for practice today? Correct. The, the only one that may not be there is J-Ron. Okay, um, we've talked so much about Micah's uh, ability to run sideline to sideline and, and rush the passer. Can you talk about the physicality he plays with and how important that will be in a game like this weekend? Oh, definitely. I mean, if you just watch – both teams uh, play. I mean, physicality is definitely part of the play style. I, 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 I've enjoyed, you know, watching the tape of San Francisco, and, and obviously, you know, our whole football team is is gearing up uh, for this contest. But yeah, Micah, you know, Micah is an extremely physical football player. Um, it'll be great to get him back out there. You know, I'm, I'm hoping the time away has, you know, has served him well. Um, but yeah, his physicality, to, you know play both on the line and, and off the line, and particularly as a pressure player, too, is is definitely something that we feel can be impactful Sunday. Mike, we talked with John Fossil on Monday about when you know that, I guess, faith in a kicker and also um, when you know it's time for a kicker's career's over or when it's time to hang it up. Um, what do you see in Greg that continues to give you faith in him and also in your career, how have you sort of gauged when to trust kickers and what makes that difference? Well, I think just like anything uh, in this game, you know, we all have experiences, um, and that's that's part of why, you know, we all have a role uh, here in the football operations. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, when I look at Greg, I think Greg has a, a, a lot left as far as the, uh, your 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 question. Um, he's very talented, uh, so. Obviously, we clearly understand, uh, you know, what the numbers say. Uh, but when I when I look at Greg, um, you know, I've I've had some personal experiences in the past that uh, I definitely draw from. I had an experience probably early, early in my career. And frankly, the first year we had a young man by the name of uh, John Ryan, an ex excellent punter, came to us from Canada. You know, punted uh, for for us in Green Bay. I think two years. Um, there was a difference of opinion. In, in, in the building on him, and frankly, we gave up on him way too soon. And um, and John went on to have a very successful career in Seattle. So I mean, that's you know that was my personal experience as a young head coach, uh, watching the decision made. It was clearly clearly premature, and you know where all the all the facts and really didn't all the intangibles probably could have been. Uh, better evaluated. So, um, so that you know, that's an experience that I've always drawn from, and then, frankly, uh, went through a very similar situation 
uh, with Mason Crosby. Uh, oh, shoot, I want to say it was about 2013, 12, somewhere in there. And Mason, uh, you know, very, very talented uh, kicker, uh, was going through a, a really, really rough year. And uh, I used to get tired of Troy Aikman asking me every week in the production meetings why, you know, why we haven't made a change. You know, it, it was it was one of those hot topics uh, weekly. And and at the end of the day, um, you know, you know, you, you believe in the process, you believe in their ment their mental preparation, you believe in their physical preparation, and um, you know, stayed the course. And and if I recall, the, the following year, Mason probably had his best year to date. So. Um, and, and you know, with that, and I look at Greg's uh, particular situation. There's other factors involved that you take into account. Um, you know, we work together every day. I mean, I believe in them. I know John believes in them. Everybody believes in them. And you know, and the other part of it too is, I mean, this is a this is a teammate that's uh, extremely extremely respected in the locker room. You know, and and and, and that's part of it too. So, uh, no one, you know, everybody recognizes his talent, and everybody recognizes. Is the you know the opportunity he's going to give us to, to win games clearly in this in this playoff run because this you know it's it's a big part of winning these type of football games. So I believe in him. I believe in the process, and you know, and and that's you know that's why we we're we're standing steadfast the way we are. What can y'all as coaches do, if anything, psychologically to help him get his mind right for the game? Well, I mean, it's just like anything. There's a mental mechanics that, that go into this, and, and you know, some are personal to the individual, particularly based off of your role and what position you play. Um, you know, I'm obviously in charge of the the big picture team, mental, spiritual, emotional, and physical uh, outlines, and then everybody, the coaches and players within the structure, do what they need to do to to you know go through your preparation on a weekly basis, but ultimately, you know, prepare to have a peak performance on Sunday. So I, I believe in that process, uh, the definition and the structure and you know the expertise of what every player brings to the table. I mean, these are professional athletes that have put a tremendous amount of time, both personally and professionally here at work together. So uh, that's all tied together. I mean, let's you can't lose sight of that. I mean, I, I understand why I understand why I'm answering the question, but I understand clearly on the direction and the process that we're going through to get to where we need to get to. Mike, when you get into these playoff situations where everything's heightened, do you kind of have to remind guys you don't have to be Superman here? Just do what you've done. Or do you have to? The players have to fight that tendency to think they have to do more when it gets to the postseason. Uh, excellent point. I think it's you know something that you have to you know recognize anytime there's a change in, in what's in front of you. Um, it, it was part of the messaging Monday and today in the team meeting. You know, we don't, we don't need a bunch of behavior change in, in our in our training operation. It's important. You know, everybody understands their role today. You know, and make sure that, particularly, you know, all the way down to the look team. So actually, spend a little extra time on the look teams today to make sure we're getting the, the exact look that, you know, everybody needs today on the practice field. The most important thing we do every day that we're together is practice. So, and and everybody does it, and everybody draws cards. Everybody has a. A similar process, but it's you know it's the detail, the presentation, the communication. It's always the little things. So just really, really, 
you know, heighten the awareness of the details. And uh, but the same day, there's there's a rhythm, there's a pace, uh, clear expectation, there's a routine to how we prepare for a game. So it's important for us to stay on that. Uh, you know, laughed a little bit more. You know, to keep the energy up, and uh, and I felt like you know it, it was definitely reflected in the meetings this morning. But yeah, we, we're we're not going to change. You know, we're not here to all of a sudden change the way we go about getting ready for games. So we're excited about the opponent we're playing. I'm mean, very impressed with with them on film, and um, you know, it's playoff football, so it, that's the way it always has been. So, um, but at the end of the day, we're our guys really dialed into the install you know phase of today and tomorrow, and um, but you know, so far so good. And what, what are your, your thoughts on Boza? Uh, is he a lot? Him and brothers, similar players. Like, how, how do you read him, and how important is he to their to, to their? Well, team? I mean, obviously, a great player, and you know, I think the you know the, in the way they play, and the you know the primary importance of the defensive line to their scheme, and uh, they're very well coached. Uh, it's a scheme that. You know, I've competed against a lot uh, throughout my time in Detroit. So, um, and, and, and obviously Nick is, is a force. I mean, just, I mean, there's only one number you need to look at. It's his quarterback hits, you know. So, I mean, he's definitely a pressure player. And, um, you know, and it's it, it all starts up front, you know, defensively for those guys. Obviously, Mike, you, you've seen quarterbacks play for iconic franchises and, and deal with the pressures of that. How does Dak handle the pressure of the weight on I'm trying to lead you guys to your ultimate goal. I think one of you know one of Dak's gifts is is he's the same he's the same man every single day. I mean his preparation never wavers. Uh, he was in here yesterday doing some personal work, you know, fundamentally. So there's he's got a plan all the time. Uh, so he's he's extremely consistent and really just needs to adhere to that. You know, I, I think the most important. Not only for Dak, for all of our guys, is you know just just be who you are, and we just want to be the best, best. We want the best you this week, and that's what we're working towards. But yeah, Dak's Dak's approach is um, uh, I, don't, I don't see any change at all. Just you know just being around the meetings this morning, so uh, that's clearly a strength of his. This curse later in the week is because of the hammy, or is it more of the COVID? A little bit of both. Well, yeah, it's just a COVID return. Yeah, just a COVID return. So until we actually get him in here and see exactly where he is, and, uh, you know, just the testing process to get back in. Are you guys practicing indoors or outdoors today? And uh, what goes into that decision? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna do the first half. We're gonna do all of our. Um, you know, we'll do the quarterback school ins inside like we always have, but we'll do the you know we'll do the stretch and the special teams and the team fundamentals and the group and the O and D fundamentals segment. We'll, you know, which I call the early part of practice. Uh, we'll do that outside and then we'll transition inside for the teamwork. So you know, we're obviously playing indoors uh, this week. So uh, I want to do the team periods, you know, inside on the, at the Ford Center. And Dalton obviously has had a very productive season from a receiver standpoint. Um, but how would you assess him as a blocker and with Kittle on the field Sunday as well? How difficult is that dynamic of someone who's productive as a receiver, but also can be an inline wide tight end and, and be a plus player in the ring game? Well, you must know something I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I didn't see any defensive personnel groups that um, Dalton's going to be blocking Kittle. But uh, it's kidding, Mike. But uh, so um, I, I think you know I think Dalton's done a, a really good job. Um, you know I think just like anything, you know you look at the matchups, 
you know, they played a wide nine techniques, um, you know, you know, and obviously can stress you inside too. So, you know, I, I think clearly when you're dealing with, uh, you know, some of these bigger defensive linemen, you know, the, the technique and uh, that Dalton, uh, that the tight ends need to use is definitely something of a priority, you know, each and every week. And I think we've improved there, um, you know, and, and I think Kettle's an excellent player too. You know, I, I think he's, his ability, obviously, to, to block, and they, they do a lot of formation, do a lot of, you know, the intricacies to, you know, to really try to stress your your C gap, you know, assignment, and, you know, uh, attack your, you know, your edge setting you know, component of your defense. You know, he, he definitely does an excellent job of that, and and really, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's exceptional with um, yards after catch. You know, so he's. Um, very physical player, and, and really, I think as a whole, I think their offense does an excellent job of that. You know, you get the get the ball in space. Um, you know, the, all of them. You know, the, the whole perimeter uh, do an excellent job of of getting after it and try to. You know, I think they're number one in the league in that area, frankly. You and Dan and Kyle have been head coaches in the Super Bowl. Do you believe in sort of the coaching fraternity of shared experiences when uh, you've you've got something like that that you have in common? Well, yeah, I think anytime you have a common experience, um, there there may be some value to it. Uh, I think you know clearly, uh, you you know it's been going on really since Dan Dan has been here. I mean, you have a you know a check and balance system in place. I mean, there's things. I mean, Dan Dan and I were in a conversation this morning about the stay program. You know, we just because with the social distancing, we haven't been able to do it. So just so there's always little from the littlest thing of a schedule change to. Uh, you know, play calling, officiating, you know, just the approach. So, yeah, I think there's clearly a, a check and balance uh, in place when you have, you know, that individual in-house, you know. Um, you know, obviously Dan and, and Kyle have their, their personal experience uh, in the Super Bowl. But I, I think when you look at how, you know, individuals do game plan, everybody game plans a little differently, you know. Um, so, you know, whether it's Dan or whether it's Kellen, you know, whether it's John Fossil and, and – you know, there's a lot more conversation in today's NFL between coaches, uh, particularly the younger generation, than than I experienced in the earlier days. So I, I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot of procedural secrets. You know, I, th I think that's uh, something that you need to always be aware of. Thought process is important because it's uh, thought process does you know give you the form formula and the in the path to how individuals make make decisions, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it always comes back to you. It always comes back to what you believe in, uh, really what you believe in with your players, and, and that's, you know, that's the way we'll do it, and that's the way we'll line up Sunday. I know you had highlights with Dan coming in here and what he could do. How has he maybe even exceeded that with uh, what he's done on your staff and with your defense? Um, I, I, I think the personal part of it, because you know, I, I've always known Dan from across the field. So just getting to know him personally, and just you know, the daily interaction is something that uh, I know I, I've enjoyed. Um, the, the football part of it um, has, comes very natural to him. So I mean, and I, I think he's you know he, he's doing exactly what what needed to be done here, and you know, and I think that really the connection. Uh, what is with his staff, you know, one, one of the hardest jobs of a coordinator, and I think any young coordinator, and just the conversation, you know, having it with Kellen the last two years, the hardest part of being a coordinator is really managing the assistant coaches. You know, I, I think if if you would ask other head coaches or other 
coordinators have done a long time in this league. I think I, I would think they would echo that, uh, maybe privately. But it's 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 part of the it's part of the challenge that um, that really doesn't ever come up because you know you're at the end of the day it's you're judged on based off of your offense or defensive or special team numbers. So. Um, so. Mike, you've won uh, both of your postseason games at AT&T Stadium. I was just wondering if you have any routines or any uh, superstitions uh, this time of year. I do not. Um, I, I try to be very consistent. You know, um, I I try to go to the stadium, to, you know, the same time, you know, before the game, and so I have a routine that I go through with with worksheets and call sheets. Um, it's it's pretty much something that I've done. You know, since I be, became a coordinator in 2000, so it's it's something I've very my, my routine over the last 20 years is is, is very very similar. So I, I just I just stay to that. And that stays the same for regular season and postseason games. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, Nui. Um, Mike, the 49ers have uh, only allowed one team to rush for 100 yards in their last nine games. Is there a number of uh, attempts you'd like to get in this game, and and how do you get to that hundred yard mark as a football team Sunday? Well, I mean, you always have a, a general idea how how you want to run the ball for sure, or, and uh, and definitely attempts as part of it. You know, but you know, I, I think you just gotta you know, hopefully the other negative variables don't get in the way. But yeah, I mean, definitely you like to get out there and run the ball north of thirty attempts. I think is what probably any good run team would like to get to you know when you look at the way the teams are built um, you look at the time of possessions of both teams you know this is a game that potentially will be around nine series you know so uh, we obviously would like to have the ball more than that just because the way we're built you know offensively but the, you know those, those are the things you you look at statistically and, and they're, they're part of your you know outlook uh, but at the end of the day you know a healthy game plan a, a strong menu of plays you know, gives you the ability to play any game that you're getting ready to get into because the reality of it is you know, how you think you're going to play and exactly how the game's going to go on Sunday you know there's going to be some difference to that uh, there'll be some adversity uh, it always comes so how it comes and more importantly how you you get through it and uh, get on to the to the next play and the next opportunity is what's most important so um, I, I think you always Always have a path that you want to ride, um, but I think particularly, you know, when you have a team that has the capabilities of playing complementary football, you got you got to make sure you have have the, the right size, volume, and menu of, of, of plays to to get it done. So, you know, and that's really our mindset in the game plan process. We want to make sure that we're do whatever it takes to win the game, and that's the bottom line. And Mike, with obviously people calling for your coordinators to interview, um, what are the chances that Joe Witt and Ben and uh, Ben could move up in terms of being your next coordinators as far as in-house candidates? Well, I, I think it's a you know I, I think it's very deserving with, with with what's going on with Dan and and Kellen. Uh, you know, you love to see that for your assistance, you know, uh, but you know, I really think, you know, the, the time right now is to, is to beat San Francisco. And, and that's really what our focus is. Uh, Joe Witt, I think we got, we got a lot of excellent coaches. I, I think the, the reflection of, of our, our success as a football team is, is obviously on our players, but, but it's also on our coaches. I mean, this, this is a tremendous coaching staff. Uh, I love the way it's built top to bottom, you know, from an experience to the young guys. Um, so we, I think we have a very healthy connection there. And I think we'll clearly, as, as time moves forward, you'll see a lot of guys, a number of our guys having, having, having opportunities. 
good. Mike, look at it's San Francisco's run game. Uh, is it is it different in, in scheme and in commitment than maybe other teams you face this year? And just any particular challenges with it that you haven't necessarily gone against this year? Oh, that's definitely high, uh, high on the list as far as you know the way they stretch it scheme wise. I mean the shifts and the motions. Uh, the ability to, you know, to play. I talked a little bit about this Monday. You know, their 21 personnel. You know, their ability to, to play two back offense, two back concepts, and also get to the one back concepts, and, and and even get into the empty zero back concepts too. So I think anytime you can exercise, you know, all three, you know, um, offenses. You know, whether and also to run it to a two man surface, three man surface, four man surface. So they they present all those challenges for you. And, and, and what that does, it you know, it really, you know, you got to make sure your gap fits are right, and you know, and they're they're definitely going to you know stress our, our force and our edges, and you know, and that, that's and that's where our focus is. Yeah, I, I think Kyle, I think those guys do a, an outstanding job of uh, of stressing you, um, you know, with their formations, their shifts and motions, and utilization, uh, you know, from a multiplicity standpoint, you know, in in, in, a, in a number of personnel groups. How has Neville Gallimore played since he's come back? And, and talk about the importance of the defensive tackle rotation. In, in, in well, the rotation up front has been great for oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off there. Yeah, just talk about the importance of the defensive tackle rotation, meeting the challenge in the run game, and certainly Neville Gallimore. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, they have the ability to go between eight and ten defensive linemen a game. Uh, you know, shows you clearly what we, what we think of our depth. Uh, and. And Neville inside, um, you know, I, I think as he's, you know, we, we had him on a pitch count there when he first came back, and I think clearly as as he's played more, uh, he's been more and more comfortable. So um, he's clearly back. You know, I, I think it was it was a, the right way, the smart way to go in bringing him back on that pitch count. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know he's he has a unique ability. You know, he's so powerful and explosive, but is, you know is a vertical penetrator. I, I think is when he's at his best. And you know, I, I really, I really like the rotation that we have with those guys inside and outside too. So, um, I think it's been a big part of our success. Go ahead, Todd. Mike, when you look at what Trayvon's been able to do th this season, and you've talked about the practice that the, that he had his rookie year and the production that he's had, what changes for him now? Like, like, is there almost an expectation that he's going to be able to do this all the time? that you look at it and say, okay, yeah, get us a pick every week. Well, I mean, he's definitely created a standard, um, you know, and I think it's obviously, you know, intercepting the balls is the ultimate, uh, you know, for a defensive back. But, I, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, uh, a standard of, of playing coverage and PBUs and everything else that goes through it. So, yeah, I, I think just really detailing all aspects of his work and continue to. But, yeah, I mean, he's uh, – you know he's he's aggressive uh, with his anticipation and his awareness. You know, I mean, we definitely we could see that from day one, and he's got uncanny ball skills and ability to track the football. So, yeah, but I, I think he's clearly setting a standard not only for himself and but you know with that uh, comes an expectation and uh, have great confidence that he'll up, he'll up, uphold that. And I think we'll finish here with Michael. When Kyle and his offense are trying to get so much information pre-snap with their motions and the sort, as a defense, is there anything that you can do to not give them information or, or confuse the, the, their, their intended operation? 
You working for the 49ers this week? I mean, I don't, I don't like both your questions. My goodness, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, that's what we're working on. I mean, it's uh, definitely, we don't, you know, I, I think it's, it's important to, to have a, a, a proactive adjustment plan to any shift, any motion. Uh, I think like anything, uh, you look for patterns and, and, and tendencies to, to, to make sure you, you know, what's their why, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you, you can see, uh, you know, a formation shift and a variation really maybe setting up the next play action pass. So that's the why. So I, I think, you know, just be able to, to anticipate, you know, this is the chess matches is, is, has higher odds, you know, and there's higher stakes. Uh, involved this time of year, and we understand that. And uh, but yeah, it's it, everything's done with a purpose, and we recognize that. But you know, in, in our our purpose and our response, will will act quickly and accordingly. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day.